0: Welcome back to Misguided by the Moon. This is episode five. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. I had to check, you guys, because that's how bad we've been. We've, we've been, been back, bad girls. Welcome back, everyone. We miss you guys. And life has been so crazy, but honestly, this is us trying to get back on track. You know what, now that I come to think about it, maybe it wasn't a good idea to launch this during a retrograde because <laughs> <laughs> the communication <laughs> is off the chain. It's off the chain. But we know. talk all the time.
1: Like Oh my day. God, yeah. It's a daily. It's a We're daily. Like, daily I'm just going to
0: record our <laughs> conversations
1: on the phone and upload it to the podcast. <laughs> I sent her a text to, this morning and I was like, This is your mental health check in for the day. Because this bitch sent me to Voicemail. <laughs> and I was like, I'm
0: fine. <laughs> Three hours later, crying. I'm like, Yeah, girl I cried to everyone today. <laughs> so, needless to say, I've been in the fills. But you know what? It's okay because you got to put your mental health first sometimes. And I don't think it makes sense for me to hop on this podcast and try and preach to you guys about something when I'm
1: going through things. So That's funny because I feel like we truly are like yin and yang. So like typically I have – Historically I've been more of a mess. (laughs) And lately it's been me telling you, Audrey, keep going. You got to put yourself first, Lucius. She really has. And (laughs) it's
0: so true because – I feel that way. I feel like when she was going, you know, when you were going through your, I mean, not that we're, we're always going through things, but yeah. I feel like definitely like you said, it's like you are a good. You're an amazing support for me. Just like I'm an amazing support to you. Like, we're definitely like balancing out like that energy. You know what I mean? And we staged before this episode because it was definitely necessary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, she's like, she's like talking to me about just everything in life.
0: She's like, I'm tired of this, grandpa. The smoke's all in my,
1: it's all in my face. I'm all coughing, I'm all- <laughs> and I'm like, okay, the, okay, Audrey, the sage is gonna get rid of everything bad in your life. She fucking starts burning.
0: <laughs> is I got this how supposed to work? Okay. <laughs> Take her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we had to definitely start this episode off on a light note because we're going to be talking about some heavy stuff today. And
1: um, all right, so let's get into it. Daddy issues. And not even the cool daddy. Not yeah. even the daddy, daddy, daddy. Not
0: even the zaddy. Not issues. even the
1: zaddy. Not the zaddy. Not the this zaddy is
0: like. Issues. This is the real life. This daddy is the issues. dad. This is the dad issues. <laughs>
1: Probably but- <laughs> what it is. <laughs> um, okay, so I just wanted to start off by saying, you know, our father figures are one of the most influential people in our lives. Like how your dad treats your mom, I feel like it's one of the most influential things to see. And the reason why is like what you see of your dad or father figure becomes what you feel is a normal part of being a man. I had like this super driven. Super hardworking, just super Mexican dad. So when I went out into the world, I felt like all men and (laughs) like like that, and like
0: secure, right? Like yeah, Mm -hmm. like he made you feel secure. So yeah,
1: and I, I want someone like my dad. So then when I met the first person, that was, that was like my dad, and he just like fucking did me so dirty. I was just heartbroken because I felt like I was chasing my dad. My dad wouldn't do that to me, you know, but it's like, this is, this is what I thought was a normal part of being a man. Like I felt like all men were like my dad and it was a huge life lesson to learn that in fact, (laughs) they are not. And, you know, seeing someone like my dad is super great, but at the same time, my dad was all these great things, but he didn't really show me love. Um, it was like the typical, um, you know, like Hispanic coldness. I'm the daughter, don't show a lot of love and affection. So it kind of made me seem super insecure in some things. You yeah. Know?
0: Do you feel like your dad kind of like showed you love through like, say, gifts and like other ways versus like maybe the affection that you crave now like
1: yeah so like it so in my case like my dad was super amazing like I said he was the most secure figure in my life when I needed something it was no worries because I knew my dad was going to figure out how to get it for me and honestly he always did I remember I had an apartment over there in Oxnard and he would come to stay over But I use quotation marks because when he would leave, he would slide me like 500 bucks for no reason. And so I loved it when he came over. (laughs) I freaking loved it when he came over. And in that sense, he was really great. Like he was the family protector. He always had my back. But at the same time, my dad was really, really, really cold, especially towards me. And he showed me minimal affection because men in our culture, they don't really show affection too much you know what I mean
0: yeah they don't I feel like it's a almost like they feel like they can't though yeah I feel like now it's starting to get a little better but men still I feel like struggle with that with just showing emotions and feelings in general like they view it as weak you know and it's like it's not weak
1: yeah and that's where my dad was like I knew that the love was definitely there but I wanted to see the love and as an adult, I started chasing that love in my partners. And you de- you develop a sense of security in those traits that – or I did. I developed a sense of security in those traits that my dad had. So for me, what I started chasing was like the typical Mexican man, like from the boots to the hat. So the way that they dressed, their mannerism, like there's this particular super cute – I don't know. To me, it's super cute. Like their mannerisms are – Awesome! Their humor is so funny. Even to like what they eat. Oh, you don't like chili? <laughs> you don't like salsa? <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to cook if you don't fucking like salsa? I'm like, I don't know what to do with you. I'm gonna have to throw you away. <laughs> I can't immediately know. <laughs> and then, like, so I started, you know, chasing my dad. And then to top it all off, like, I had this like sense of like PTSD because my dad had like this traumatic sudden death. And for me, like I started to develop this fear of abandonment because what if the guy that I was chasing that was kind of like my dad just up and left, you know, just like my dad. Yeah,
0: it's like losing that that person again. Obviously, it's not the same person, but you're like, dang, I just got like a taste of this person. Exactly. Like I can taste this right here and touch Phil, Exactly. And yeah, so I can imagine that being like really – really hard, you know?
1: And then yeah. how old
0: were you again when you
1: – when he passed away? I was 21, but it was such a pivotal age. Like, I had Millie's, so my daughter was just, like, less than a month. And the thing is, the bond with my dad was never so strong like it was, like, with my brothers because um, my my little brother and my dad were so tight growing up, like, so tight. And then my older brother and my dad had like, you know, the older boy bond. And so I was, you know, the middle child, but I was still the only girl. So I still had I still had it pretty good. But I think I really just loved this his attention because when I was pregnant, he was honestly so excited to be a grandpa. And then when I had Mills, it was like. I like gave him like the best present in the whole world. Like he truly treasured her. Like he was just so happy, and, and he even told my mom like, "Okay, Belen, now we can die. We saw our first grandchild." No. Yeah, like my dad. I feel like he felt a sense of like completion when he I had Amelia, and so to top it all off, like. So since I gave him Amelia, like, our bond got even closer. I had never been that close to him. And so it was just, like, so out of nowhere. And
0: abrupt. Like, And you
1: just feel like your dad's invincible. Like, you, you never plan on that, you know? Right. I felt like he was invincible. So I had all of these issues, right, that I had to resolve. And I just never – I just wasn't ready. I think a lot of it is, too, you have to be ready to stop – the cycles that you're going through so like I had this image of like trying to replace my dad and then to top it all off like I was chasing it so much that someone saw that and took advantage of it you know what I mean yeah so it's like all of these unresolved issues within myself led me to put up with an attraction of deprivation you know someone that almost loves you Almost treats you right, is almost available and almost respects you, as opposed to chasing an attraction of inspiration, someone that walks that path of happiness with you, inspires you to be the person you are, wants to go like hand in hand with you, you know? And in my case, I dated this guy who was like my dad reincarnated from his RBF to his humor to the way that he talked to me. Like he would tell me, stuff or he would tell me the exact same phrases that my dad would tell me like specifically I know he'd be like which is like get off of me but he would say it in the same tone as my dad and it was just like it would catch me off guard because it was like the only person that ever used that with me would be my dad and and even like to what was expected of me and the way that he treated me like he could be so cold to me so stern with me and This guy was such a piece of shit. Like he he cheated on me fucking multiple times. Constantly lied to me. It was like white lies, big lies, all lies to the point where if we would be good, he would tell me that he was in Santa Barbara and this guy would be in a whole nother fucking city. Like men are trash. This fucking happened. That
0: is so trash that he would do that.
1: Like five times. And it could be that we were good. Like we were good. In my mind, we were good, but he would always sabotage it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, and then the other thing is like, I couldn't even eat with him. Like if I had a thought of that, like all fucking hell would break loose. He would be so disappointed in me. And I was like so wrapped up in this guy that I would, it would affect me. If he was like disappointed in me, it would affect me. And like I also had to, Because he had this expectation of what I should look like. I had to be working out constantly. I always had to be doing cardio. If I didn't hit the gym like five times a week, he would be disappointed. And I would be so fucking miserable. So I was essentially like chasing my dad and this guy. And this guy fucking took advantage of it.
0: Yeah. And I feel like he took advantage of you in such a like vulnerable like –
1: Like you were, that was like
0: your, your like weak spot, you know, like your, your, that was like that one thing, right? Yeah.
1: And it, and it sucks. It sucks because I, I fucked up bad going into this cycle with this guy because I was trying to get my dad back, you know? And in the process I lost, you know, I lost something true. Like I lost a true love. But you know what? Fuck that guy too. <laughs> oh my gosh! What's it's that? Like, what's that TikTok? It's like, <laughs> I, I what's so. he say?
0: Um, he so said, "Open up my computer," and I was like,
1: "Fuck Ti, fuck Nelly, fuck 50. Oh yeah, you, fuck Ti,
0: fuck Nelly, fuck Fifty. Why
1: fuck McFar? <laughs> fuck me That's another guy. He's like, you're not even he doesn't listen to him. he was if he did he might be like you're not even fucking talking about me right now I'm like why you gotta bring me oh, up throw me in this <laughs> no nah, but fuck that guy too anyways <laughs> anyways daddy issues that's not daddy issues that's betrayal <laughs> <laughs> but anyways this guy not this guy he had honestly he had like no fucking shame to his game like at one point he traumatized me so much that I broke down and I asked him why do you treat me this way like why are you is it always one thing or another thing like I am great you asked me to walk this line I walk this line like you give me all of these boundaries and deliverables god I sound like fucking work (laughs) 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 boundaries deliverables I sound like I'm making a project management charter right now (laughs) you you asked me to do xyz and I follow it and gladly and with a good attitude like I just want to make you happy like why do you do this and when he told me I do it because part of me knows you will always be there I fucking snapped you were like you're done. Yeah, you were like, no. But I was saying it to myself. like, Yeah, I was done. So I just heard it. And I just like I couldn't I couldn't anymore. And I took a step back. And I was like, this is just not for me. And so yeah. I started to put in the work. And you know what? At the end of the day, I became my own fucking daddy, dude. <laughs> my own daddy, you found like all the things
0: that you were searching for, like, in that connection, like you started to like what nurture yourself with that or like what like how did that how did you become your own daddy girl?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even know. I didn't know, like in retrospect, taking that step back, I didn't even know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like I I had no plan. I had depression. <laughs> <Yeah>. And
0: major <laughs> <She went> gym <laughs> motivation. Amanda woke up one day and she's like, you're not my daddy
1: <laughs> A fucking Mari episode, chasing the camera, doing the flips. I started like, doing... You are not my father. I started running through the running the through the house, of the Doing backflips. Fight, 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 fight.
0: Mari is God. Oh, I'm all thinking, what is this the other one? Uh, Jerry Springer.
1: Wait, maybe it is Jerry Springer. It's both at this point. (laughs) uh, You know, it's like, like I realized that I couldn't change who my dad was. Like I couldn't change the past, but I could step up and I could break the cycle that it was that I was in. So The way that my dad treated me happened, but it's, it's just accepting that it already happened. And it's my responsibility to deal with the aftermath of that. It's no one else's responsibility. And that's a key thing because I had codependency issues with my best friend, my cousin, my partner. I had like extreme codependency issues to the point where it's like every day it's a phone call. Hey, this, hey, That, you know, and it's like I'm going to them to resolve my issues, but it's like it's also very selfish to take all of your trauma and just to dump it on someone consistently. Like this happened to me today. This happened to me today. It's like you're going to them to guide you every single day to deal with XYZ issue. You know, it could be a minor thing, it could be a major thing, but at the end of the day, I had to heal myself. Like, It's selfish to dump it on them because they have their own stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, like, they want to be of a
0: support to you. But whether people will admit it or not, it's like, you know, it does become a lot. And you're like, you know, I want to support this person. I want to help you. But at some point, you have to help yourself. You have to, like, you have Mm -hmm. to be your own. Daddy. Yeah, you have to be your your own own daddy. Daddy. You got to be exactly so.
1: Okay, so I was I was honestly just fucking dumping my shit on, like, anyone and everyone and it was honestly unfair and I'm so thankful for those who did put up with it and I'm not saying that I'm so much better because <laughs> now I still dump my shit on people but I try to take a step back and try to really work things through before I do it or if I do it it's like once in a while it's not really too much and it truly is for advice because I realize that it's my responsibility. To break a cycle. And then that's the other thing. Like when you're constantly dumping stuff on people. Sometimes it's like the same shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like the same fucking shit. Same song on repeat. Yeah. And then that other person is like. Why am I going to fucking tell you what to do. When you're going to go and do the same fucking thing. Because sometimes we just like to live in fucking chaos. Like I can tell you I thrived in that chaos. Like being mentally I could say it was like a slight form of like mental abuse being mentally abused I fucking thrived in that and it's almost like you're comfortable in it I was comfortable in it because I also did it to other people yeah so it's like something that I knew Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I just familiar yeah I had to break that cycle like it was just a lot it was just a lot of energy and I realized it was essentially up to me to save me so then that's when I started to get to work to change my mindset. And I did a couple of things to do that. I really recommend someone if they're trying to tackle their daddy issues or it could be, doesn't have to be your daddy, but like an influential person on your life um, who has really gotten you to act a certain way. Um, this is kind of just my perspective on how what I started to do. So I started working on reparenting myself by working on healing my inner child. So, reassuring myself that all the love and the attention that I craved from my dad, I could give myself. So, all that love and attention that I was craving from my dad, I was looking for in another partner. I didn't need that. Like, I could totally give myself the love and the attention that I needed. I reassured myself through journal prompts that tackled soothing that inner child. Journal, I journaled out out prompts like trying to figure out what emotions I tried to avoid. Why was I scared to feel them? What situations tended to bring up these emotions? I even took a look at what my parents' core values were. You know, I looked at how those core values differed to what I aligned with, which ones did I agree with, which ones did I really disagree with. I found out a lot about myself. I found out that I like severe abandonment issues. And that's where my sense of control was. Like I tried to control everyone and everything around me. Like from the from the like if I didn't like someone and you were friends with that person, you hurt me because I tried to control you. Instead of letting because <laughs> if that person showed me, they'll probably show you. And it's up to you whether you want to deal with it or not. But it's it's not my right to control you. So like, and that all stems from my Fear of abandonment, which kind of stems from my daddy issues, which stems from, you know, how I grew up and how I, I wasn't taught and I didn't teach myself how to process emotions like that. And also these prompts really helped me understand the trials and tribulations that my parents went through to just through life, you know, like there was so much negative that I focused on and I really didn't focus on all of the amazing traits that they gave me. And I can say, like, I don't want to speak on my mom too much, but it just wasn't such a strong relationship. And I never realized all of the great qualities she showed me. Like, I can be a really upfront person, but I'm also an extremely giving person. And I have this conscious. Conscience, conscience. 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 <laughs> Woo, that worked. Kicking her ass. <laughs> I have this conscience, conscience. When next day. B E A U uh,
0: How did I say? I couldn't spell believe.
1: Uh, Fourth grade didn't make it to the spelling bee. Still hurt my feelings. That was your daddy issues. And Amanda, all she had to say: Wow. You need Jesus, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Let <laughs> me go to school, bro. <laughs> Back to the fourth grade. <laughs> well, like all of these things help me appreciate all of the great things I got from people, you know? So it's more than just healing my inner child. It it helped me with so much more than healing my daddy issues. It helped me with other things as well. So I really recommend tack do it journaling, but don't <laughs> I, you can journal however you want, but I recommend using journal prompts, finding prompts that tackle healing that inner child, soothing that little girl in there and telling her and reassuring her that whatever trials and tribulations you're going through, you have the tools yourself Mm -hmm. to tackle them. Cause I, I, I did in the end I did. So after I started working on my inner child, I realized that I needed more guidance because tackling that tackling that inner child is tough especially in the state that I was in it was just I had no confidence I had I saw myself ugly outside I saw myself ugly inside I just couldn't control everything we, around me
0: and I feel like it's when you don't heal your inner child it's like you're walking around like you're that little girl still you know that and uh, like all the things that were unhealed like you're walking around as that unhealed inner child. And until you like pay attention, like, you know, give her that love and reassure her is when she's like, oh gosh, like you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're, like we're ready, we're ready now. Like we can, we can, we can move on. We can operate now from a different level and like we can grow and we made it. Like, I don't know, like I, I one time did a um, a life coach session and it was a powerful one. and. It was similar to, like, what I'm saying. It was literally me connecting with my inner child. And it was so powerful because I really felt like I had to reassure her, like, I, and I, I had to tell her, like, we did it. Like, we made it. We made it through all that stuff, girl. Like, we did it. Like, you know, I had to hug her. It was so emotional, you guys. I was bawling myself. Yeah, but, it is super emotional. It's true. It's like, we we think because we're grown and we're adults and we're walking around, like, just because I'm approaching 30 30 whatever or whatever age damn you're 30 Fuck, damn near damn. it's airy season y'all it's my birthday <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's your birthday <sighs> tomorrow <Sorry. laughs> had, to, had, to, had, to, had to sprinkle that i had to sprinkle it in here i know we're sad and all but let's <laughs> no but yeah i think it's really important and i think that's the episode in itself for sure but
1: dude I, I i love that i never realized what you said you are walking around as your inner child like that fucking just blew my mind 'Cause it's true. It's like what we're operating from. Until you
0: until you address, you ask yourself those questions, I'm sure then it was like, aha, like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, but I guess like in retrospect, I never realized like what you just said. I never realized I was walking around operating from my inner child. Oh. Well, okay, Miss Life okay. Coach, was Certified. I know. <laughs> She's like, dang, girl, you got me there. <laughs> Unscripted. I will, no. I will be journaling. <laughs> I will be journaling this out. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, I was going, I, like I said, I was going through so much that I couldn't, I just needed help. Like I really did. I, it's one thing to tackle your inner child, but there's just, it's so complex. It's like the spectrum and it's not white or black, you know, everything is just everywhere. You know, emotions are everywhere. And so I paired up with my life coach who is Alyssa and I, she is like a godsend. I love her. I adore her. And she really challenged me to embrace this new independence. Because remember, my inner child had a whole bunch of codependency and abandonment issues. Like I was stuck on this person. I was stuck on that person. Like I had all of this. And we really worked together to break those codependency issues. And it's crazy because I go back. And at the time, I didn't even realize that that's what we were tackling. Because you're so knee deep into it that you don't even fucking know what's going on until you take that step back and you reflect. But we were having these in-depth conversations about my negative addictions in my life and replacing them with positive addictions. And what I mean by like negative addictions are those phone calls, Mm -hmm. those codependencies, those that need to have that, that reassurance from someone else but me. Yep. And she really, one thing that I love is she really challenged me to date myself, to show up for myself. We worked on getting me to love myself because honestly, I really did it. I'll never forget one of the first questions that she ever asked me. is was like, what's the most important thing in your life? Hands down, Amelia. And she waited for me to give her more. And I just like stood there crying. Like, I can't give you more than that. Like, that's it. And when we go back and we, like, when she waited, like, it was so awkward, she waited like a, a cool fucking minute. And she's like, it's super great that you mentioned your daughter. She's like, but what about you? And I was like, what about me, bitch? <laughs> she's kidding. like, she's like, that's crazy, because I ain't shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, because at the time, like, I really felt like I was not shit, like I I swear I mean Audrey, clearly
0: that's what you felt because
1: look at this guy how he fucking treated me. Yeah. I was clearly like felt like I wasn't shit. Like this was the holy grail. Yeah this was as good as I could get. And oh, it I do just remember
0: you saying saying that, feeling
1: that yeah? Yeah, I do. You, I remember I said that that came Like out I, of I remember
0: mouth. you <laughs> well, well, I mean, like, you know, having the feeling of like
1: Damn, Never finding anyone yeah, better than Yeah, Like
0: letting this person if I let this person go, like, like there what if that's it, girl? I'm like, but that's not it. Like,
1: and, yeah, you know, and it isn't. It isn't it. It sure isn't. But I she like I said, she challenged me to really get me to love me. And not only love me, because at the time, I fucking wouldn't love me. Like I love the man who loved me through all of that, fuck him, but I wouldn't fucking have loved me through that because I was such a narcissistic person. But again, I've moved on from that. I'm not going to dwell on that. So we're really using journal prompts for me to get to know myself more, for me to know, get to like understand where I was operating from, why I was operating from that. Like from there, we started tackling boundaries putting in the work to understand from this new lens this new way of seeing life what do i even want in life like what what does amanda want what is her new self what is her what is a new amanda what are her expectations what are her boundaries what is she willing to put up with what does she not want to put up with like what does she want in a partner what type of person is she trying to call what quali- qualities does she want him to have and all of these tools started making me be more confident. It I became more secure, and I became my own damn daddy. Yes, just bro. like that.
0: <laughs> and I feel like it also made you like you were like self aware of all those things. So it's like once you become aware of that, it's kind of hard to like go back and be like, uh, uh, "I ain't shit now."
1: It's like, dude, no, I totally agree. Yes, because it fucking worked. All of that work, all of those boundaries, all of that confidence—it worked. Like I recently started talking to this guy. who's he's pretty cool. He's really really funny. He's really great. He's my type. You know, the Mexican super masculine mannerisms, and just pretty cool. Like he goes to the gym. He's re- he's impressively driven. Like if you know me, Audrey, I'm pretty driven. This guy is driven. Driven.
0: You're like, I'm competing with you now.
1: <laughs> I wasn't competing with I'm him because I'm the type where it's again going back to that, that, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, um, the way you grew up. Like, I'm the type where I'm not going to compete with my husband because my husband is on a pedestal and I want him to be on a pedestal. Like, I want, I don't ever want to exceed my husband and it's super it's not a great mindset but it's just kind of how but, I was raised
0: yeah and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with you wanting that or you know what I mean One yeah man doesn't want to be put on a pedestal
1: well like this <laughs> this guy he has like two associates he has like another academy degree a bachelor's degree like and just is always doing all these trainings so he's Great overall, he just had one tiny flaw. Oh, I was just about to say that's hot. (laughs) All the knowledge, all the knowledge. Oh, yeah, he was studious. (laughs) Just one, he
0: put the stud
1: in (laughs) studio. Yes, he did. (laughs) Well, just one problem.
0: What's the problem?
1: He did not want a girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> Trash <laughs> tomatoes, tomato, tomatoes Honestly I think he probably could have But I really just don't think I was his type And that's okay I, I feel like we started off with different perspectives Like I kind of started I started off thinking we were talking And he started off thinking we were just friends And we never met in the middle And You know as awesome as as awesome of a person that he is and he's a pretty good friend like I did try to keep it going but I don't want to be part of the hookup culture like that's the most toxic culture that I have ever like dipped my toes in I never ever ever want to go back there and I had to take a step back and really think about what I was setting myself up for you know my expectations didn't really align with his and I had to respect that like girls if they don't like us that doesn't mean he's evil that doesn't mean he's crazy that doesn't mean he's toxic if he's just not that into you be graceful and accept that he can be a great guy you're just not his type just like how I have so many friends that are so funny and so amazing but they're just not my type what can can I do about it? Like, I just can't get past. And you don't want to
0: force it. Like you don't want to keep trying to force yourself on this person. Like, no, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. Yeah.
1: And I wasn't going to force myself on this person. So I had to remove myself because what's for me will always be for me. You know, I didn't want to hold space in my life for something that really didn't deserve to be there. I feel like I'm the whole package. Like, I'm a star. Like, I believe I am worth taking that step back and saying, okay, maybe I do want a relationship. But the thing is, he's just not that into you. You know? And that's that, for me, is totally okay. But I decided that I wanted to break the cycle, not fear the abandonment and the rejection. Almost embrace it. Yeah. Rejection is a form of God's protection.
0: Yeah. And... Exactly. And I feel like you right there was like you honoring the fact that like all that work you did, it was like for that moment for you to be like, mm-hmm. all right then, you know.
1: And for the first time I saw a rejection, specifically his rejection as his loss for the first time in my life. I don't think I'm losing anything. Yeah. Because I'm going with my he- head, ho- with my head, with my head, Held high, and I'm taking everything that I have with me. Like, I'm taking all of my wins in life. I'm taking my daughter. I'm taking my house. I'm taking my great job. I'm taking my, I'm fucking funny. I'm taking my personality. Like, I'm taking all of these great qualities that I have to offer, especially now that I'm putting in the work and I'm willing to admit my failures. So, I'm taking all of that with me. And I told him, I was like, you know, we can't really talk every day because it's not really healthy for me. And after that, I didn't skip a beat. Like, there was no crying. There was no nothing. Like, if he doesn't like me, he doesn't like me. That's a-okay. Life goes on. I'm ready to make every day a beautiful day. And that's that.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I could have. I, c- I could handle this because I made the steps to break that cycle. I made the steps to become my own daddy. Literally made the steps to become my own daddy. And and, and your
0: dad is still with you, girl. Like, he's with you, yeah. you know, all the time. Like, in his spirit and his guidance is always there. Like, And I think that's reassurance, too, you know? Just because he's not here in, you know, real life, it's like, he's still supporting you and like all the things he's gonna guide you to that man. He's like, Amanda. Yeah, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, the funny thing is, is that after all of this work, I realized all of this fucking drama, like everything that I went through is that I don't even wanna fucking marry someone like my dad. <laughs> Fuck that <poo> too. <laughs> okay, okay, take it too far. <laughs> like all that drama and so like when I lost that person that that type of man that I realized that I do want in a partnership when I lost that man the one that is about me the one that woke up and made me coffee the one that would randomly walk up with orange flowers like I want someone to love me like that love I lost. Like that's the security that I ha- that I was chasing. I was just so caught up on wanting to control and wanting to get my past back that I went about it the wrong way, you know? And so I yeah. lost I lost the love that I wanted. But fuck that guy too. For fucking leaving me. <laughs> Men are fucking trash. <laughs> I'm not going to hype him up no more, y'all. I'm not gonna hype him up. I'm talking I, about the love like.
0: I think we've figured out what our outro is gonna be. It's just gonna be men are trash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we start every episode, <laughs> we end every episode. <laughs> I, got, I got asked, so like, do you really believe that all men I'll are
0: send, trash? I'll send $20 <laughs> to anybody that goes back to our previous episodes <laughs> and goes to the last like minute. And if you hear men are trash, let me know
1: no (laughs) i have to clarify like because i have literally been, been asked do you really believe men are trash are you gonna turn like lesbian like legit and it's like one it's just a saying two i should definitely stop saying it but sometimes like okay i've been dating and again this hookup culture is just Everywhere, like I went on this date, guys of Pisces, he's super cool. Like I told him, oh yeah, my daughter Amelia, and he's like Amelia, and I was like, oh daddy, <laughs> speak to me again, no, daddy, uh, what was, what was it? daddy, no daddy. <laughs> but he's like speaking to me and like not Spanish, but like with his showed up in like his boots and stuff. I'm over here showing up like a hoe because I was supposed to go to the club with my cousin. <laughs> but anyways, um when what were we talking about
0: men are trash
1: oh okay yeah <laughs> so i was saying that hookup culture is out there and it truly makes you believe that you won't find that guy who makes you coffee in the morning you won't find that guy that just no don't worry about it like yeah. i got it or you won't find that guy who is just like you're ride or die like your true partner in life but I guess part of the healing and the work is like putting that positive energy out there and attracting that positive energy. So I, I just haven't met my equal. And for some reason, I just, I have this like gut intuitive feeling not to do Tinder or Bumble. Like I got off of all of that.
0: Yeah. I just,
1: just right that way. Right
0: now, I think that you're becoming so comfortable with being like, like as you, just yourself. Like right now, I think this is like the best you'll reflect back on this time when you're like, oh, I was single and I did all this work. And like, you might even realize, say, when you do get into like a relationship, you're going to be like, damn, I really loved that part of my life when I literally like was just, I don't love it. You might, you <laughs> might though, you might, because I'm not going to lie. There are times where I do reflect on a time where I'm like, dang, when I was alone, it's like, man, just... I just have moments, you know, I just have moments sometimes where I'm like, damn. Well, it's nice not having to compromise <laughs> like just yeah and and it's just all it's like you're in your singleness. if anybody listens to Michael Todd relationship goals, singleness, it's a great episode. But anyway, like it's just you are so figuring out like you said, what do you want like you're, yeah, you're doing all these things and then it's like you're kind of preparing yourself.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I'm at the same time, I'm so glad that that that, that love walked away. For me, because it really, I think if he would have, because I asked him to come back and he didn't. I think if he would have come back, I wouldn't be in the place that I am now. I wouldn't have put in all of this work. And I'm hoping and I'm praying that God understands where I am now. And I hope that the person that I get back is like him and even better or my equal. I do feel like he was my equal, but. I don't feel like I was in a spot to give it a true chance, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I do, the other thing I do do is like, I will pray for that other guy. Like the one who really, it it was like energy attracts energy. My chaos attracted his chaos. And I, I really do pray that he finds whatever it is that he needs to find because Being there carrying that energy is just so heavy. When, when, and now that you're on the other side of the spectrum, like you're so peaceful, like you cannot phase me. You don't like me, and I like you so much, but you can't phase the fact that you don't like me doesn't phase me. Yeah. Because I know I'm beautiful. I know I'm beautiful on the outside. I know I'm beautiful on the inside. And I know what truly matters. It doesn't matter if I go to the gym five times. A week it doesn't matter if I eat right it doesn't matter because as long as I'm beautiful inside I'm gonna portray myself as beautiful outside and I it took me I'm not gonna say my age but it took me up until you know July to start working that out and figuring that out that the outside doesn't matter it's what's inside it's and it's how you said how we walk around with our inner child oh, it's yeah. crazy just like it's that. crazy I'm gonna cry. <laughs> We didn't bring our own tissue bombs. We weren't prepared. But shout out to my life coach who really fucking deals with my shit. Cause sometimes I'm like, I use the yang and yang balance, you know? And then sometimes I just fucking cry the whole hour straight. And she's just like, what the fuck? She's is like, all right, we'll check in in 20. <laughs> and she's like, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> Here's some prompts. <laughs> no, back in an hour. <laughs> she, she's really gay great she, she, yeah. <laughs> she's really great she's amazing damn girl these words are kicking I know ass. today well it's like oh uh, yeah and it's not just a life coach like there's this girl crystal who that, that girl I don't know she just she really just gets me like I have to say, sometimes she'd be putting shit on IG and I'm like, whoa, that was for me. And she'd be, she's like, you're like, yeah, my business. And I don't know how. I, I Yeah. Like, I don't know how she just always reads me. Yeah. I she know. literally reads me. you yeah, like, ooh. Mm-hmm. It's very weird how God puts people in your life, how God puts pillars in your life. That's true. If you're open to it. Mm-hmm. That's the key thing. You've got to be open and willing to break that cycle. I know, it's uncomfortable. I like, oh, so uncomfortable. So
0: uncomfortable. Well, you guys, I think that we pretty much are going to conclude this episode. We literally probably gave you guys like way
1: too much of my life. No, I thought <laughs> Calm are you down so me. Obsessed with me. Dude, you're so obsessed with me. Oh my god. She's like, I don't know how she it's
0: just for me she's reading me (laughs) here I am we're all together (laughs) reading each other's mind.
1: (laughs) but yeah I think we're gonna end it here this is again daddy issues this is how I've handled my daddy issues stay tuned for the next episode we're gonna talk to you about how Audrey handled her daddy issues I think Audrey just give them like a really quick recap of just like I had, I saw, I had my dad for 21 years of my life. What was your, how long did you have your dad for? So my situation's a little bit different because my dad passed
0: away when I was literally about to be one years old. So the first year of my life. So I did not grow up knowing him the way that, um, my brothers and sisters did. Cause they're actually like 15 years older than me. So it is kind of crazy because like they could probably relate to like how you experienced your dad versus me. Like I hear nothing but just like memories and stories. And um, so you guys will get to hear about like my experience, like how how it's been for me dealing with my daddy issues. And and um, yeah, I hope you guys tune in.
1: Tune in.
0: We love you. And we will be sure to drop those prompts because I know somebody needs them. So we'll post them. We'll post them on IG. Hold me to
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, hold her to it because I'm like IT illiterate.
0: Yeah, we'll post the prompts. So that way, you know, you guys can try the exercise and let us know, like, how if it helps you, you know, I know it's not gonna help you in one day, but you never know
1: what comes out and the revelations. That you'll have, you know? Yeah. All right, everyone. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.